Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome back to another Med Lasso episode from Explore the Space podcast. It's been a couple of months since we've done one of these. Really fun to be back in the locker room. My buddy Syed Tabatabai is with me for this one, and it was just a blast to get back to it. It's been a little while, and it was a total treat to get back to Med Lasso. Before we get to that episode, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. In this very special Med Lasso episode of Explore the Space podcast, we are jumping into Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 5. And Syed and I are joined by the wonderful Dr. Jesse Allen. She is a pediatrician. She's a huge fan of the show. She helps me produce hashtag ETS chat on Twitter, and we definitely got amongst it talking about season one, episode five of Ted Lasso. It's a packed episode. There's so much in it, and the themes that we got into, the themes that we all came up with, just it's why the show is so much fun. It's why doing Med Lasso is such a great time. Speaking of hashtag ETS chat, please do mark your calendars. Tuesday, March 29th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing a special Med Lasso Twitter chat. So mark your calendars for that date. Tuesday, March 29th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing that for an hour. It will be a blast. And it will be built around this episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. You can join in the Med Lasso conversation and community on Twitter. Tag all of your tweets with hashtag Med Lasso so we can find them. And you can find the whole archive of Med Lasso as well as Explore the Space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. There's a link in the show notes as well. Also, a reminder, the Explore the Space merchandise store is open. It is awesome. It is packed with great stuff. Please check it out. If you do buy something, please do take a picture, share it on social media so we can see it and enjoy along with you. If you're enjoying Med Lasso and enjoying Explore the Space, definitely subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Definitely give us that five-star rating and a review. That really helps us out. You can email me, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Hit me on social media, Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and obviously the archive of the whole show, www.explorethespaceshow.com. Like I said, a blast to get back to Med Lasso, season one, episode five of Ted Lasso with Dr. Jesse Allen. Let's get amongst it. Syed, we're back. Med Lasso has been on a little bit of a hiatus. But we're back. It's good to see you. It's great to be here. We're uh, never far away, Med Lasso. We're never far away. We have a, a very special guest who's here to take us to the finale of the first half of the first season. Is that kind of a mouthful? See, episode five of season one of Ted Lasso. Jesse, did I say that right? I think it's a pivotal moment, maybe. The pivotal moment? Well, yeah. Jesse Allen, welcome. Great, great Thank time. you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad this is happening. There, there was a note. I heard a tone in the way you said that. And let's just be clear. 
this took a long time to put together. It did. Yeah. It did. Okay. What what has transpired in the like two months that we've been trying to schedule this? We've had a variety of travel. We've had a variety of illnesses. And right before we recorded the last time, I lacerated my cornea with a pillow. <laughs> I mean, those pillows, they come out of nowhere. They're dangerous. This one was wielded by me, which unfortunately <laughs> is a... Uh, it's funny, but it's it's brutal. Let's let's start though. Episode five of season one. This one for me, more than a lot of other ones, had a very, very specific theme to it. So let's start there with what themes did you both detect in this episode? Or did or is this just me? Let's go around the horn. Jesse, you're our special guest. Was there a single specific theme that stuck out? The theme that I think of the most is the roller coaster of it all. Like you have these moments where you're like building this double decker bus and you're joyous. And then bam, like the next morning, Michelle's in like tears. Right. And then you go from having these like huge moment in the locker room with this big speech. And then you come out, you score a goal and then you're like in tears. Right. In the rain. So it just felt like the whole thing was just like, Wham, like all over the emotional spectrum. Roller coaster. I like it. Syed, the theme of this episode for you. For me, and I think I mentioned this to you, Mark, in a text, is that it more so than any other episode, I got a really strong visual cue with this episode in terms of two colors, the colors red and blue. And for me, that tied into the theme that I picked up of truth, being true to yourself, being true to who you are, being true to your relationship, for example, being true to your role in the team, being true to um, things, the situation as it really is, as opposed to the way you sort of construct it. So that's the sort of thing I, I got from it was the difference between the red pill and the blue pill. The difference between the red pill and the blue pill. I like it. Uh, for me, the theme that really stuck out, and the reason I brought this up is because it stuck out more than in most other episodes, friendship. We saw two budding friendships and then the value of a standing friendship. So this was the episode where, for me at least, you start to see the coalescence of the Diamond Dogs. You're, we're missing Roy, but you start to see that group come together a little bit. And you start to see the uh, Keeley-Rebecca dynamic where, where Rebecca says, they're talking about you know getting a you know giving her a job and and these sorts of things. You start to see these dynamics start to change, and then the biggest one and the one where it's like oh so good at the very end of the episode. Yeah. Jesse's nodding. What happened? I mean, is there any moment that speaks friendship more than your best bud anticipating that you need a beer in the pouring pouring rain after you've just separated from your wife? I mean, he knew it. There were no words. He was just there. He was just there and they sat and I mean, it was so it's such a supportive moment. The silent friend. Syed, what is the silent friend? Oh, my goodness. The silent friend. It's when you're at that level of friendship that, you know, it, it's a cliche, but it's true in the sense that you're so keyed in with somebody and so tuned into who they are as a person that they don't really need to verbalize everything to you and tell you everything you just sort of know you know you have that bond that connection that unspoken you know he's going to need a beer <laughs> you know that kind of friendship and and you know you're fortunate to have someone like that in your life i think i think not too many people have somebody that they have that bond with especially in the pandemic 
I don't know that it's been, it's hard to nurture that bond. It takes time and it takes closeness. It's really hard. And I think when I kind of reflect on what kind of a friend am I, I would like to hope that I have the judgment and wherewithal to know when I need to be the quiet friend. Uh, But usually my default is to start talking. If I'm being totally honest, Jesse, how about for you? Where does the idea of the silent friend sort of sit? I think it's really showing up for people, you know, when they when they need you. And it's not just in like the happy times. It's not just, you know, it's being there for the awkward times, too, and the hard times. Um, I'm thinking back to um, someone important in my life who I had like a terrible situation come up and work and I got home and there was like wine at my doorstep you know, just, just knew, just knew what I needed. And, um, I, I feel actually really fortunate that I have a lot of very good friends in my life. And a lot of them are at work. Um, I mean, just the other day I had a, t- like a really, really tough situation with a patient. And I like looked out the window, there were like five hospitalists, like standing outside the patient room, just like waiting. They knew, they knew that I needed the support and they were there and, and they didn't say anything, right. They were just standing there. They're like, do you, you know, if you need me, I'm here. And it was like that, that moment I was like, wow, they've got my back. You know, this is really rough. I mean, that's is different. Peds is different. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I think Peds is different. I love that. Syed, have you ever had a, a group of nephrologists outside of a room <laughs> waiting for you? No, I think nephrologists, if we see another one of us, we just scurry past each other wordlessly into our, <laughs> go, go into our hobbit holes and light up our pipes and, and grumble and do math. That's what we do. I mean, that <laughs> nephrologist makes me a little nervous. Like, I just got a little tense thinking about it. What's our, what's our group to like an equation of nephrologists? <laughs> Is that what we are? <laughs> a solute of nephrologists? A solute of nephrologists. Oh my goodness. It's got to be one. It's got to be something like this. But this does bring us to an important theme that we've been doing in these episodes that I really like that comes from the pyramid of success. It's, you know, it's almost time for the NCAA tournament. So no better time to be thinking about UCLA and UCLA basketball. But the one that I sent you guys to think about in advance was friendship comes from mutual esteem, respect, and devotion. Like marriage, it must not be taken for granted, but requires a joint effort. I think when you're in that place where you're paying attention to friendship, you are able to have that moment on the bench. But Jesse, when I sent you that, you had a chance to, what kind of reflections on friendship did that bring up for you? Gosh, it makes me think of those like big moments, some of my favorite moments in the show. Like when I think about like the hug heard around the world, right? When Roy hugs Jamie. And that's, I mean, that's respect, right? I wouldn't think of them as buddies, but they respect each other. And when Ted showed up for Rebecca in the funeral and she's kind of stumbling in the eulogy and like he, he sang first, right. He knew what she needed and she, you know, he showed support. Um, and I, I love that. I, I love their friendship. I hope that they keep it as just friendship. It's so genuine, you know, and they, they have shown up for each other, right. In like the hardest moments when they're like having panic attacks, when they're like in the back alley and they're struggling. I mean, I think the, the show, it's not just this episode, it's the whole show. Right. That you see this theme of just genuine friendship and respect. I like it. Syed, acknowledging that things that are written on a pyramid of success could easily sound like a platitude. I don't think they do personally, but one could make that argument. When I read that to you, does it sound saccharine? Does it sound kind of maudlin or does it resonate? 
It definitely resonates. You know, one of the things is we've been doing Medlasso together, Mark. One of the things I've really been impressed with is I had a superficial knowledge of the pyramid of success. But these descriptions that you're reading each time, it's it's clear that it's not just something that's a you know, just a cheesy kind of pinup for a for a coach's office. It's something that a lot of time and effort and thought has gone into. And definitely with this description too, every every word is carefully chosen and, and I really agree with it. And I agree with what Jesse said too, is uh, the show is an ode to that description. My work is done. We can sign off and not do it anymore. <laughs> last. So I've got you hooked on the, on the pyramid of success. That's great. We're fine. But you know that like 60 minutes short video about yes. the Ted Lasso. I mean, one of the most like just wonderful moments is when they're sitting, the three of them are sitting there and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're best friends. Right. I mean, you just like love it. It's infectious. And you see and it. This show doesn't happen without that. Without no. three people who know each other that well, this doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it it shows up throughout the whole show. That's right. What would it take for the three of us to get to the place where we create something like that? Like, first of all, we probably need to live closer. But like, what does it take to anneal three people together where you can create something like this? That's an easy one for you, Syed. Why don't you start? <laughs> oh my goodness. What does it take? I think, you know, obviously it takes that element of knowing the other people well um, and get, having time to form those bonds with the other people. I think there's also, if I can digress for a second here, my favorite band, the killers, Brandon flower talks, uh, Brandon flowers talks about that uh, in, in creative ventures. He says, um, you know, when you're, when the killers wrote, uh, Mr. Brightside, he described it as a moment like they tapped into the universe together. For one second, they were all connected by some cosmic creative force. And I think when you're when you're with good friends, the ability to support each other's ideas and build upon them, you take ego out of the equation, and and the you know the potential is is there. I think bottom line, I think we can do it. You had I'm me ready. at pillars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all going to go to a killer concert, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to drag Mark. Out oh, of drag? Are you kidding? I'll buy the tickets. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's, that's an easy one. So the thing that I, I think drives it, I think the mindset that drives it, acknowledging that Jason Sudeikis is an expert at this, is the techniques used in improv around yes and. So that when somebody says something... Right. In medicine, I feel like one of the worst parts of our profession, one of the worst personality traits is when somebody has an idea, we hammer it. We just poke holes in it. People are made to feel less than they're not put in a place where they're encouraged to share. When you're in a situation where you put an idea on the table and the people around you are trained and agile and ready to say yes, validating what you said and building on it, expanding it, taking it in a fun new direction, challenging you with it. It's, I mean, the best comedy, I mean, like improv shows just put you on the floor reliably. I think that they, they approach it with that mindset. And when you come on to Med Lasso, like, you know, Jesse, I know for you that you haven't done this before, like you have to come in ready to build. If you come in and Syed says something great and you say, no, like this episode's going nowhere. Like we're, we're dead in the water. But if you come in like, yep. And we're going to soar. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the pandemic has really taught us new ways to kind of build those connections, right? And maintain those connections and do it creatively. I mean, I hope this is one thing that we do take with us forward. And I know this is really important to you, Mark. It's really important to me is, is connecting with other people. 
right? And kind of building off of that. And I think of a lot of people that I've never met before as friends, right? And those are some of the people who have reached out to me at really hard times, who have made connections. And I I think that we don't necessarily have to all be in the same place. I mean, it would be great to go to a Killers concert together, but I think we can build relationships and you can build connections in really unique ways that we haven't been forced to do before. The place that I felt wistful about that is that we can't be the silent friend when we're a podcast guest. You know what I mean? We don't have that opportunity to have proximity. And I think when you're the silent friend, the bridge is the proximity. And that is the space where it's like, ah, we're not able to provide that element yet. Somehow when we can like project ourselves three-dimensionally into Syed's house, (laughs) then it'll be (laughs) different. Weird, but awesome. That's the one piece that I feel like is is missing. And that's okay. Because I also fully agree with you that there are extraordinary friendships that have been born out of necessity and out of the pandemic. But it's hard to have that proximity. Syed? I agree, man. Um, okay, good. He agrees. We'll move on. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to not agree after you just said Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> And <laughs> All right, here's a, here's the truth about Med Lasso. I have disagreed <laughs> with every page, single guest and everything Mark's ever said, but I just bite my lip and go along with he it. He just, just has to nod. That's right. That was the, <laughs> that was the agreement that we made. Well, that, so in that space, I will give you the chance to call me out and we can each call each other out. We each get for the rest of the episode, one Oklahoma. If you feel like someone is not giving it their all with their answer, you get an Oklahoma. And it's important that we do that because we're going to have an extended trip into the locker room with Mark and Syed. (laughs) Jesse, are you ready? I am ready. We start in the the same place every time. What's your ruling on T? Yeah, no, hard pass. Oklahoma. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to waste it on that. She's not messing around. Don't waste it. Yeah, I know. I don't drink fancy coffee. I drink like cold brew, like store bought, uh, like whatever's in like the the lounge, like leftover. I mean, I feel like <laughs> really? my my coffee... leftover. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I feel like my experience of coffee like actually really describes what's going on in my life. Like I feel like in the pandemic, like I was like straight store bought, like. Like sometimes using instant coffee. I mean, there's like a real low. I'm like just coming out of it. I'm like, okay, I can like start to re- like brew my own coffee again. So yeah, no, no, no tea, just coffee. Just, and just coffee. It's ice. I want to. I want to show you guys something very special to me. And this is from our friend and, and previous Med Lasso guest, Doctor John Irwin. Hot brown <laughs> water mug. It's amazing. And it, and it and it held coffee earlier, so I am fully caffeinated. It's nice and it, big. Right? Oh no, it's, it's a good like a yeah. It's a good size. sturdy mug. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's got a mustache on it. Uh, it has a mustache. A mustache? A mustache, yeah. Is that a th- did you just make that up? Yeah, I said a mustache. You misheard me, but your version is much cooler, so I, I like the mustache. <laughs> Cuz it really I mean, it is. It's it's a mustache. It's a it's a mustache. That's awesome. Take the credit. It's yours. I like it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. All right, Syed. And then, Jesse, you get to go next. <laughs> Have you ever seen a brunicorn? <laughs> a brunicorn? No, I have not seen a brunicorn. What would a brunicorn look like? Because our friend Jamie Tart tried to model a brunicorn. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, I really liked the um, beer bee. 
honestly. I mean, I work. Oh, you like beer well, you're a pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, I like the BRB. <laughs> but they're both relevant. They're both relevant to pediatric. I mean, oh yeah, beer but, side. Mean, unicorns are hot in my house. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> they're so hot right now. Yeah, they are. They're very in. All right. So the this next question. So I have not seen a brewnicorn. First of all, and I live in a place where beer brewing and home brewing is really popular. Um, there's a lot of, you know, independent breweries and, you know, Russian River Brewing is here and et cetera, et cetera. But a brunicorn, it's hard to like think things like that up. And that was to me like these writers just they're really fucking good at what they do. That was very, very funny. Yeah, it was very funny. But actually, what was funnier to me is watching Keely's face while he was totally and she totally. was like, yeah, 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 good decision. Good decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, you both have the chimiest phones and computers today. Like, can we can we mute our stuff? Or was that me? That was me. <laughs> that was my computer. I'm such a jerk. Sorry. Your words. Well, I'll eat it. <laughs> we I mean, just got I'll, roasted. I'll it. Well, but it was it was me. It was my fault. So I'm leaving that in though. I'll take the hit. Here's a big question. I wrote my notes for this episode before I split my eyeball in half. <laughs> Syed, why does my notes say face painting? Why does your notes say face painting? Yes. Why do my notes for this episode say face painting? I couldn't figure it out. I rewatched the episode. And I was like, was Maybe I Why did I write face painting? Face painting or brunicorn? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I, it's an honest question. It's here. I'm looking at it right now. Anyway, if we don't have an answer, that's fine. Jesse, any, anything? Nothing face painting? Word association? Can you yes and face painting in this context? Um, yes, and I, I mean, I really do want a brunicorn face paint. The next time we do face painting, um, again, they're very the hot next right time. now. <laughs> the next time. Oh. All right. The maybe maybe question. it's a, sorry, face painting. I just got it. Maybe going into the locker room, we could do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger commando style face painting, getting ready for the oh. locker room. I mean, That's the first serious. thing that I think of is Brave, right? Like uh, Brave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, both both relevant. I was trying to think of like, is there something for Major League? Because the show likes to... Anyway, it's there and I will probably never know why. Jesse, this is one we'll start off for you. Is leaving the lid off the peanut butter a fucking good idea? Yeah, it's a really fucking good idea. It's so good. I it's mean, a really I, good idea. Yeah, I, I can't because I will eat the whole thing. I love peanut butter. Like I would like as a kid eat chocolate um, and peanut butter ice cream and like add peanut butter to the chocolate and peanut butter ice cream. Wait, but that screws up your ratios. Yeah, in the best way possible. Okay. You're I, heavy on ratio ratios can be optimized however you see fit. That's fine. Yeah, it's a very personal opinion. And I get it. I get it. <laughs> Syed, is leaving the lid off the peanut butter a fucking good idea? In theory, but understanding that the lid is there to prevent access to the peanut butter in my house, it's a good idea to keep the lid on. Otherwise, like Jesse said, that, that it's yeah. gone. It's gone. Can I share my concern? Yes. My only concern with this is the the multiple fingers. If yeah. multiple people are taking a dip, you're going to have some pretty contaminated peanut butter. I mean, that is growth medium to be sure. Yeah, I did cringe a little bit when he did it um, on the show. And I, I wasn't sure if that was like a pandemic reaction or, but he lives alone. So I feel he like it's boldly okay. licked his finger too. Yeah, like it was, yeah. yeah. And then I back mean, in, like, ah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay when he's by himself. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. If you have like a personal peanut butter jar on your desk or something like that, I don't, but now I want one. Well, the, the pH of peanut butter is 7.19. So it should be okay. I'm a nephrologist. This is what I do. I was going to say, you. 
Can I you just, just randomly it by looking at it. No, I just randomly. I have a bunch of urine dipsticks. I just dip stuff randomly. <laughs> he does. He's not kidding. I, I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Yeah. No, it's I not a joke. It is a joke. It is a joke. I love when Roy Kent says it's a really fucking good idea. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's, just great face. Yeah, yeah, it's a really fucking good idea. Yeah, yeah because really it is. Syed, this one is for you to start with. What is the extra pass that you like to make? Oh, good question. I guess the question is, what is the extra pass? And the extra pass is um, when you have victory in your sights or something like that, when your goal is nearby, to give up the glory and to ensure that it happens (laughs) by elevating your teammates and those around you. So... I don't know what the analogy is in my day-to-day life, what the extra pass is. Crediting uh, people for what they do, thanking people for what they do, acknowledging people for what they do. I think that's kind of your everyday extra pass. I don't know that there's one specific example, you know, that I have. Uh, sorry, I sort of a cop-out, but I can't think of a specific, a like, a big question. moment. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's, I don't know what the analogous situation would be in my day-to-day life. And as I was going to say, like when you're rounding in the hospital, you know, it's not your one game of the week and the one yeah. moment where you have the ball at your feet and you can shoot or pass. We don't really have that dynamic in our day to day life. So that's perfectly fair and valid. And it's actually good that you have that strategic awareness or situational awareness so that you're not like forcing it and just doing things that would be sort of outside of kind of, I guess, what we would always do. But Jesse, how about for you? What's the extra pass you like to make? I mean, I think it's analogous to kind of elevating others as you rise, right? Like if you get like tagged in something is like pulling people with you, right? So if you're asked to do something, be like, hey, like, you know, I also think this person XYZ who would be really good at this, or maybe I can't do that presentation right now, but I know a great person who is an expert in this and kind of handing it over to them. It's it's really kind of pulling the people with you um, that I think of it as an extra pass, sort of just bringing people along, amplifying others. I mean, I know that's important to you, Mark. It's really important to me is, is who can we, can we expand the spotlight? You know, can we bring other people around? There's so many people doing great work that people don't even know about, right? Like let's bring them along. Let's kind of carry them, them forward. I, I love that one as well. I think I kind of put it into two boxes using sports as the analogy. Like if you, create something entirely on your own right you collect the ball at one end of the field and dribble through the entire defense and square up with the goalie and then are faced with the decision about to shoot or pass versus the team ethos is you're just ping-ponging passes one touch bing 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 bing, all up and down the field crossing everybody up and the ball's moving like lightning i think they're two different dynamics but i think the mindset has to be the same that once you have that opportunity to move the credit, the glory, the the goal, whatever it is, to benefit the strategic objective, which is to, in this situation, win the game or do something right for your patient or elevate your team in some way, that that's the mindset in which you just have to do it. And I think that the you can apply that to anything, just like you can apply yes and to almost any situation. It's the same mindset of when these situations come up, what's the best way to hit the strategic objective, which is not necessarily for me to gather glory and laurels. It's to pursue a goal. It's to reach an aspiration. It's to uh, fulfill an objective. And I like to think about it in that way. And that's part of the maturation of the character that we love, right? Jamie Tart has to go through that maturation process and 
my God, the guy, like they said, the his right foot was kissed by God. I think Roy Kent says that. When you figure out how to harness a gift like that, you're going to reach some serious objectives. Yeah, I mean, I think of it, it comes up a lot, I think, in with trainees, right? When you, you might know what the right answer is on rounds, but it's, it's much more powerful if you can get the learner to get to the right answer, right? Can you lead them to the path where they shine on rounds? I mean, that's way more powerful than if you're like just giving the answers, right? Can you get them to a point? Can you coach them? Can you mentor them to get to that place? That's making the extra pass. Totally. I love that analogy. I think that's a really good one, actually. I have a spot in this, though, where I have to criticize Coach Lasso a little bit. I have a little criticism for his technique in this episode. Can I share it? Please. I think they it was inconsistent with Ted Lasso's normal approach. And I think it's a reflection of how angry he was at Jamie Tart that he could have there was like three minutes left in the half when he pulled him from the game. He could have very easily made that change at halftime. Most of those changes would be made at halftime when he pulled him out in front of a packed house and an international TV audience that embarrassed him. So in addition to pulling him, he embarrassed him and he's a good enough coach to know what he's doing. So he was either really, really angry um, and really wanted to make his point, or I think he did something that was sort of inconsistent with his core values. I don't know that he needed to necessarily humiliate Jamie Tart to get where he need to get the team where it needed to go and have that cathartic moment in the locker room where he hits the believe sign and all of those sorts of things. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. Jesse. Yeah, I don't, I, I thought about that actually when I was rewatching this episode, but I, to me, I thought of it more as like he was making a very strong statement that the way Jamie treated Sam was not going to be tolerated. Right. And he kind of saw that moment where everyone's standing around, like no one's cheering for Jamie after he scores that goal. And he's like, this is it. I'm done. You know, like it's affecting the whole team. Um, This has gotten to the point where it is clear that the team is not cohesive, that the team is not falling apart. So I always I sort of took it as the team told him that something needed to change. Right. It was like clear on their faces that they don't have there is no gel right in this team anymore. And he needed to make a drastic move. And like, what a tough call. Right. Like that's not an easy call to make. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I, I don't I, That's really tough. So I, 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 I credit. It's great. Valid, 100%. I, I, I don't have a great counter, except my only thought would be to say, look, what happens in the locker room sort of stays in the locker room. Like I, I feel like he could have dressed him down. There could have even been more clarity with the team. Right. It just sort of happened and just said, Jamie, I'm not putting you back in the game. This sort of thing doesn't stand. But to n- then it doesn't become headline fodder and a you know a viral clip on Twitter. But yes, your point and, is very well taken. Yes, and though I think then the whole halftime would have been dedicated to Jamie, right? Instead of talking no. about how you take this moment, you change and you grow. It would have been all about how do we console Jamie or how do we talk to Jamie so he's off, right? It, it becomes very Jamie centric where. What's consistent with Ted Lasso is he's team centric, right? It's all about the team. I love it. That's awesome. So I had, I totally agree with, with both of you guys. I think there are elements of both of those things. I think with, I agree with Jesse in the sense that it's a really strong statement from Ted. And, you know, if he had been benched at the halftime, there would have been questions of, you know, Oh, is he injured? Is there some other reason that he's not coming out? He made it absolutely clear right then and there that the, the specific reason he's coming out is because of what's going on right there in the field. 
And like uh, Jesse said, it won't be tolerated. And in that moment also, he sort of, because you know, Ted Lasso has been looking for a break in the eyes of everybody too, I think, in a way to show that he's in charge of the team. Because the perception is also overwhelmingly that he's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's a bold move. It tells everybody it's his call. Um, it tells the team what, what you know, that this isn't going to be tolerated anymore. And uh, in, in one stroke, he sort of helps fix the team dynamic. And also, I think it's elevated in the eyes of the fans. I mean, they're still chanting, you know, wanker over and over. But the tone has definitely changed, right? It's not a – they're not looking down at him anymore after that. They, they sort of see that he's got a plan. You guys have convinced me. I love it. That's awesome. I'm in. I'm on team pulling. I'm on team <laughs> – yeah, I'm, I'm on team Jamie goes to the bench. It's a tough episode for Jamie. He he loses a lot in that episode, right? He loses Keeley. Uh, he, he's you know he loses his starting spot. All of those sorts of things. It's a it's a beating for sure. Yeah, I, he's. I mean, watching him now, kind of rewatching this season, I I'm fascinated with his whole arc. Right. Um, I think the first time I watched the season, it was very much like around Ted and it was around Rebecca. But now kind of rewatching it, it's really fun to see some of these other characters. Like I'm watching so much on Beard. Right. And like what his reactions are and um, some of Jamie's reactions. And you see a little bit of the foreshadowing because now we know what happens. And it's I mean, just in the Nate and Ted dynamic in the office. Right. When he asked that question, it's like, pretty judgy like the look on his face like why did you move so far away if you were having trouble and then you know he uses those words later right to kind of as a weapon i like that you called out nate re-watching this season one knowing what we know in season two nate is really unlikable from the jump he's a he's a weird dude and his what was kind of like funny and idiosyncratic and a little bit silly like the guy is so so unsettling there's that little no throwaway, a little throwaway detail in this episode, right? That his dad is a map maker, <laughs> and it's like, how how weirdly appropriate is it that the map right. maker's son is the one who's lost, you know, and the one who uh, ultimately is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, so they don't, good at this. They oh don't my pick God. these. I mean, they, there's nothing right in the show. If there's one thing we've learned. There's no detail that's without thought going into it. So. I think that's interesting is that he's been following somebody else's map. Someone else has been charting his map his whole life. And then finally the moment comes and he's, he's without a map. I think we should sign off there. (laughs) That was was pretty damn good. Holy smokes, man. That was good. It's so awkward when he jumps, Nate jumps on Ted at the end of the game. (laughs) I'm like, get off. (laughs) So weird. Let go. Um, Totally buddy. I mean, like, it's, it's so weird. One, one note before we head off, they have started filming season three. Are you both looking for, stills and behind the scenes pictures from the production or are you trying to avoid them jesse you first oh definitely avoiding them yeah i don't want to know i like going in just yeah. completely blank yeah yeah, yeah. So I had the same you? thing i'm trying to avoid it because i have i have a theory that they're going to be some big cameos in this season and i really don't want to know who they are and when they're coming i've been following all of the like ted lasso accounts on twitter i think i'm going to mute them i think i'm going to go on and you know that like the preferred things that you can like block for the algorithm i think i need to block them because i, I you're both 100 percent correct on the first day there was like pictures of the team and their gear and stuff and i was like no i i don't want to be like 
micro analyzing this to say, oh, who's in the shot? Who's there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, what is the look on Ted's face? No, I don't want any of it. I think I need, we need to go dark. I think we really need to go dark. Yeah. I'm so excited. When is it launching? They <laughs> haven't announced it. They haven't announced it yet. Uh-uh. One hopes it will be this year. I have a prediction. We can do some predictions. Let's do a prediction. I have a prediction. I think it is going to be juxtaposed either before or after the World Cup, which is in November. I don't think the calendar year is going to elapse without us seeing Ted Lasso. I think it will be somewhere around the World Cup when everything is at a fever pitch. If for no other reason, they now have marketing agreements with Nike and other such, you know, international entities where there's going to be all those sorts of placements and whatnots. Um, I mean, we're talking billions of dollars at play now. Uh, I think November, right? The Premier League season will have just restarted. I think it'll be something. It won't be during the World Cup. Not a chance. I think probably after the World Cup. That would be my prediction. Jesse? Ooh, predictions. I'm going to predict that Rebecca and Keeley's relationship is going to be a little bit challenged. And I think it's going to be something around Keeley's new role as she's doing. And I sort of feel like Trent Krim might have something to do with it. I don't know why, but when he was saying, oh, I'm looking for something new, I was like, huh, interesting. And he's sort of, you know, he's a writer, she's in marketing. And I was like, I wonder if Keely's going to get tapped for, you know, going to a different team or I feel like the relationship's going to be tested, but it's going to be okay. Like it has to, <laughs> right? I'm putting that out there also. It's going to be okay, but it's going <laughs> it to be, just has to be okay. a little bit of, uh, of a rough patch there. Fair enough. Syed, do you have any closing predictions before we before we wrap this one up? I think that um, the season end is not going to be the end of new Ted Lasso content necessarily. I think there's a three season arc, but I think at some point down the road they may do like a one off uh, reunion episode or something, you know, like a Christmas special or a gag reel, or there'll be some other content coming on down the they're, road. They're they're gonna do. All of it. This is a three episode arc to launch the Ted Lasso universe. Spin offs, movies. What's that? Can we will that into existence? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like Med Lasso is going anywhere, so we don't have to will it into existence. It's here. Yeah, it's here. Uh, unless, Syed, you don't want to do this anymore, which I would surprise me. Dude, don't even go there. Like, let's, we were finishing on a high note. I got, all, I got all upset. No, Med Lasso is not going anywhere. So, if nothing else, there will be endless Med Lasso content. But because uh, we'll just rewatch the episodes, you know, over and over and over again. It'll be like 30 years from now. I'll be like, welcome to season one, episode five, take 14. Take, take 14. Yeah. Just like, guys, I really don't want to do this episode. I think we're good. We covered everything. No. no we're ready. We need another Med Lasso chat, Mark. Yeah, we'll get back to all of that stuff. You know, life will align in the way it will allow these things to happen but if we try to force it it's not going to work yeah, and acknowledging that you're, you drive the chats jesse i'm gonna you know there's two big variables there all right before we head off side who's going to win the ncaa tournament um i don't know kentucky Ugh. i don't know i just picked a, a literally there's a house Ugh. with a kentucky flag out front that's why I no i mean kentucky's really good they're just in ucla's bracket so you have my feelings unintentionally that's okay jesse who's going to win the tournament yeah, I don't know, but I'm a Syracuse basketball fan. That's where I grew up. I'm a Jim Beheim loyal. We call him our uncle in our house. Yeah, right? Syed from Albany. Wow. Are you a yeah. Beheim fan? Wow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but Syracuse is not in the tournament. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's why I'm... Okay. That's good. <laughs> 
I'm not even gonna. You're not even gonna. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a a Maryland fan, so I'm in the same boat. I can't. Yeah. Same boat. All right. Well, there's plenty of room on the UCLA bandwagon. You are both welcome. Thank you both, though. This was awesome, Jesse. What a treat having you on. You nailed it. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Syed, we did it. Let's try to not let two months go by. We got work to do before. (laughs) I mean, we gotta we gotta get caught up. We got some stuff to do here. Yeah, we had a great time, buddy. Let's let's keep these uh, going. Yeah, let me protect. I'll wear eye covers next time I have a pillow fight with my son. <laughs> All right. Good night, both of you. Thank you. All right. Night. Later. My thanks to Jesse and Syed for joining me on this episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. Too much fun getting back into this. It had been a couple of months since we had done one, and it was just a blast to get back to it. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. And thanks to you so much for listening. I know Med Lasso is enjoyed by many, and I am just so proud and excited to watch it continue to grow. We are going to keep cranking out Med Lasso content as well as great Explore the Space podcast content. More to come soon. Definitely stay tuned. Please do subscribe wherever you'd like to download your podcasts. Leave us that five-star rating and review. Please do tell your friends about what we're doing. Definitely share your Med Lasso thoughts on Twitter. Put that hashtag Med Lasso on there so we can find you. I am at ETS Show on Twitter, at Explore the Space Show on Instagram. And you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Last thing, please do check out the Explore the Space merchandise store. It is open. It is awesome. www.explorethespaceshow.com forward slash merch. We will be back soon with more great content. We will see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.